Welcome to Hope and Encouragement, a podcast dedicated to sharing gospel-centered devotional thoughts from the faculty of Heritage College and Seminary. Tune in to learn from Scripture and draw close to God together during this unique time. The good from the bad. Romans 9, 19-29. One of you will say to me, Why then does God still blame us? For who resists his will? But who who are you, O man, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to him who formed it? Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for noble purposes and some for common use? What if God, choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if he did this? to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even us, whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And it will happen that in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, They will be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. It is just as Isaiah said previously, Unless the Lord Almighty had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. When my father died a number of years ago, it was quite unexpected. He was vacationing with my mother in Jamaica. As it turned out, he died of what was a very treatable condition, but because he received the poorest of treatment in a very low-level hospital, he had no chance. Even in that tragedy, as Paul declares, that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, I would never presume to know all the good that came from my father's death. I do know one for certain. I gave the homily, the sermon at Dad's funeral, preaching the gospel to a large audience comprised mostly of unbelievers. His death enabled many to hear the good news of Jesus point blank, some doubtless for the first time, in a setting very conducive to hearing and wrestling with the claims of Christ. As a result of God's sovereign hardening, the nation of Israel has rejected and continues to reject Jesus the Messiah. Paul raises the objection that some might have against God's plan. One of you will say to me, well, why why then does God still blame us? For who resists his will? In verse 19, the apostle rebuts this accusation by declaring that God's sovereign choice is rooted in his right as creator. In verses 20 and 21, God has the right to do whatever he wants with what he's created. Paul also defends God against this accusation by declaring that God's election is grounded in his concern for his glory, verses 22 and 23. God is most glorified by expressing his holy anger, his wrath, and his love, rather than just wrath or just love, but both. Not only is God most glorified whenever he reveals more of himself through the revelation of both of these divine attributes, but furthermore, it is precisely because of Israel's rejection 
that Gentiles now come to faith, enabling them to call Jesus their Messiah. I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. Because the Jews rejected Jesus, God sent Paul to preach to the Gentiles. Acts 13, 46-49. Consequently, God now calls Gentiles, people not part of his original covenant with Israel, his very own. The end and the means both matter to God. He never ordains the former without ordaining the latter. Therefore, it is precisely because Israel has rejected Jesus that Gentiles can now receive him. From utterly horrible circumstances of Christ being rejected by his very own people, great good has come about. Indeed, as Joseph told his brothers after they jumped him, stripped him, and sold him into slavery, thinking never to lay their eyes on him again, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Genesis 50.20 Please pray along with me. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are so great so powerful that nothing and no one can ever stop your plans from ever being fulfilled. I thank you that that truth applies to my own life as well as to those around me. Lord, give me eyes to see how you're working so that I might join with you through prayer and simple obedience in order to advance your purposes for the glory of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to Hope and Encouragement. To learn more about Heritage College and Seminary, visit discoverheritage.ca.